We don't have an intro song yet, so I was just going to make one up. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. It's just us. It's just us. <laughs> oh, happy Monday. Happy, happy 420. Monday. Um, it's the Cannabis Closet with Canna Queen and MJ. And today, Karma. Ed Karma. Hi, Car. Hey, Kelly. It is, uh, it's Lady Birthday today. Happy birthday, Lady. Happy birthday, Lady. She got, how old is she? She is five today. Lady's birthday. It's the last day of Hanukkah. It is the last day of Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah, everybody. I hope it was uh, full of blessings. And eight crazy days and eight crazy nights. I can't believe it's already eight days and eight nights. Yeah, like. (laughs) To the holiday season. Yes. Um, Christmas is just right around the corner. It is right around the corner. I feel like we already have, like, the holiday, like, breakies. Like, oh, I mean, we already are, are already talking about 2022 and what we're doing, um, which is funny because we didn't even talk about today until. Which is more than we could say about how much we've talked about 2021 and what we're doing <laughs> at all. At all. What, we spent the whole day, like, what are we talking about today? Uh, I Not the whole day, but a good. I mean, the morning and, and uh, you know, a couple hours before the show. Um, and, and we did decide on a couple of things. We've got a couple headlines. We've got a couple, um, discussion topics that we want to kind of cover. No, Alex, you made it. Alex, what's up? Um, what else? What else? Uh, we're going to do a little talking and promoting for small businesses, you know, shop local. Um, I missed a couple from last week, so we'll add those from last week and then. And then whatever you have. So we'll do that at the end of the show since we want to make sure that there's a good little chunk of uh, yeah, people, my people. So we'll stay tuned for that. And uh, we'll post those to uh, – we got to get – I got to get websites done. Ah! Ah! <laughs> Work Wednesday already. Um, um, okay. <laughs> um, Hi, Nickel. 67. What's up, Nickel? I have not seen you in ages. Thanks for the love and support you always give me. Thanks for popping in. Yeah. You guys, make sure you like, follow, subscribe, all that stuff, and share with your friends. Let them know that we're hanging out here. This is our first season, and we're about to wrap it up kind of soon-ish. It's like bittersweet. We got through year one. We got through year one. I mean, um, we did it. We did it. We did a podcast this year. Um, which we I, I we threw ourselves into it. We started talking about it, you know, and then delaying and delaying and delaying. It's not perfect. It's not perfect. perfect. And here we are. I mean we're not ever I mean, up until two minutes ago I was on a different device. And, uh, <laughs> and I was <laughs> and then you came into slow-mo. It was hilarious. I don't even know how to like describe because at first I thought you weren't even talking to me. I thought it was something like you were listening to on 
you're listening to. And so I was just making my guys over here. I was sitting over here. I was like, can you hear me? Because I'm talking to her and she's like, not responding. I'm like, can you hear me? <laughs> can you hear me? What the? <laughs> I looked up and was like, oh, um, yeah, I can hear you. And then you kept talking. It was just. <laughs> what is happening, Karma? Come on. Let's do it. Are you up? Are you up? Okay. I spent uh, last night get it trying to get into the holiday uh spirit and i put my little christmas areas up and i uh hung up some snowflakes because there's no snow here um at the still what's going on it's it's crazy um it's it's so warm there's not even you know we have that little tiny hill chapman hill mm -hmm. over um you know just near the college it's just like a little tiny hill it's next to the skating we have skate rink y'all uh, it's next to the skate rink and there's this, this huge incline of a hill and they usually cover it with snow. And I don't think they have, I haven't seen, uh, last time I passed it, they had not. And I don't think it's too warm. It's, it's, it's fairly warm. I mean, obviously up at the altitudes where, you know, where I live, um, they are blowing snow in certain area you know, in certain runs and whatnot. And, uh, some of the higher elevated, um, ski resorts are doing i mean they look i drove by copper over here and it looked great um but that's not part of my past so i haven't gone out at all um my roomie it's like this is crazy i mean i know a couple people that have gone to a to places but not here nah so no i haven't gone up to purgatory yet so i don't know if they've blown anything out there yeah, I'm sure. Um, I'm sure Wolf Creek has probably gotten something. I mean, it has to have. Unfortunately, the area that I'm in, I sit in the middle of the state, and so everything is kind of getting either pushed north, or I think south, or blown. I heard there's west. supposed to be a winter weather effect on the west this week. So hopefully, yeah. I mean, it's been gray all day, which means you know, hopefully snow tomorrow. Um. Uh. Don't worry. You can just keep your trees and decor up uh, until April like I do. Um, When I pull my stuff out late or, you know, no, I just don't put my uh, decorations away until April anyway. Because I figure if there's snow on the ground, then it is winter and my holiday stuff can stay up. But I will have to say my holiday stuff is not all like green and red and super like it could just be super colorful. It just, yeah, it's just, I roll. I have kept my, my Christmas decorations up all year long in other places. So, <laughs> um, I'm also running. I just, uh, I just put stuff up on Saturday and barely like barely, I'm not even, I don't think we're doing, I mean, at least I'm not, I, we have not discussed exchanging gifts. We're like, uh, my husband is out of town. So it's just like a regular ass day. There's no snow. It doesn't really feel wintry. I put up a little tree. The only reason I took out um, decorations is because I went to do a pop-up. I just took a position with uh, Eureka. Shout out Eureka Vapors, Colorado and California. Um, I just took a position with them. And uh, so anyway, I went to do a pop-up over there and I was like, you know, it should be a little festive for the pop-up and so I went out to the garage and I grabbed a box that had whatever in it I just grabbed it and threw it in my car and then that prompted me to then grab another box and bring it in the house and like figure it out 
So, oh yeah, because you guys are getting blizzard conditions. Send some of that shit our way because we need it. We're 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 gonna we're gonna burn down this summer. Is what's gonna happen. And Colorado will cease to exist if this continues to happen. Um, I posted an article on my personal page about um, the Colorado River. No one sees it. No one will see it because no, you know. it won't get. Um, yeah, but I mean, they've been talking about that this is a problem for over a century. It's like it's we've been talking about it drying up. We've been talking about who it serves. Why is it still a problem? Oh, because people in corporations don't care. Corporations. That's why you guys could recycle properly every single day of your lives. You could compost properly every single day of your lives. You could do sustainable things every single day of your lives. It would not make the impact that we need to save the planet It's corporations. They have to be the ones we have to hold them accountable. So it means we have to support companies that uh, take ecological issues um, Seriously. seriously. Yeah. Um, production. I mean, I, it, it's not the softest toilet paper. I mean, it's still actually pretty decent, but I mean, I buy the, who gives a crap toilet paper and it's a, um, toilet paper delivery service, but they don't use any plastic. Um, but it is delivered. So it's like, yeah, there's still, there's still that a little bit. Right. Of so, I, but I get a delivery. I mean, at this point I'm like down to like once a year cause I have so much freaking toilet paper. Um, <laughs> I feel like a little, I think it's funny that people went out and bought up all that toilet paper and shit, and then they went and sold it. And then now we're looking at supply chain shortages. So like when I go to the grocery store, there are shelves and shelves and shelves that are just empty. Mm -hmm. And it's not because we have an emergency weather condition or anything like that. It's because we're not getting the shipments. We're not getting the shipments because there are, is it work shortages? Is it employees? Okay. So part of it was that there were all those boats were sitting out in the middle of the water, not moving, right. Saying they were stuck or whatever. Um, I think they're starting to move now. Listen, I stopped watching the news. I was a diligent, you know, I was diligent. I was on it every day. I was paying attention with fuck's going on. Should affect your mental health. So I just try to stay a little bit enough in the know. You know what I'm saying? Like I need to know what's going on because we need to be mm-hmm. informed. Right. <clears throat> but I can't watch it every day. So anyways, so from what I understand from the 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 telephone chain that has made it to my to my brain um is that uh there's a supply chain shortage and that's because shit's not coming into the it's not coming in. It's sitting out in the middle of the water on boats. But also the president has uh, um, basically issued, a, a, I don't know what it's called, but I just lost my train of thought. But anyways, he has said that for every single day that they continue to sit out in the middle of the water and don't bring the supply in, that they'll be charged $100 a day. So some of them are starting to move. Okay. Yeah. Some of them are still weighing the cost analysis, I guess. I don't know. Dang. That's, that's the most I got for you. You've got to go watch the real news to get the rest of the information on that. Yeah. Well, I'm just, uh, you know, it, it it has not affected me in terms of me not getting the things that I need to get. Let's see. Yes, that's for the cargo boxes that are still sitting on the dock. 
Um, oh, hey, what's up? Thank you. Because, yeah, you know about this. So, yeah, sorry, I point the wrong way every time. Uh, truckers are striking. Who the hell knows anymore? Um, okay, let me tell you this about, this is something that I learned about the trucking industry, though, which is uh, really crazy, is that they, okay, so so the trucking industry, um, they'll, they'll bring in all this stuff, right? It's usually... Um, like a trucking company and then they hire, I think, independent contractors. So the trucking company then has a contract with, let's say, um, well, I'm not going to name any names with a, with a big corporation, right? They have, they have, uh, they have a contract with big corporation. Um, and that big corporation has them bring in the supplies, right? But then they, um, they go past net 30 on paying, for that they take they take the uh the the um late fee or whatever is so the the past due percentage is it, it's it's so minor minuscule that the corporation doesn't care about it and so they aren't paying the trucking companies then the trucking companies in turn cannot pay their workers and then and so on and so forth so that is why we're seeing from from what i understand and from what i've heard and read about um that we're seeing um seeing that shortage as well in those kinds of strikes and stuff um and because low wages exactly And on another note, and I don't know this either, but one of my uh, one of my people, their comment or their uh, thoughts on it were that immigrants are going home. Um, that uh, they are those that like- uh, you know we used to re- we rely on for um, back of the house and uh, you know industries that you know labor industries um, that everyone complains that the jobs are being taken from. Um, but aren't willing to be done. So we're finding ourselves in this as well. And this goes for um, food production as well um, yeah. and, and crops. Um, if we don't have anyone to harvest those things, then it's just. And y'all, you know, like I'm not y'all, not y'all in the comments, because I know most of y'all follow us for a reason. Um, but people like, oh, you know, you shouldn't be here. Go home. OK, well, they're going to go home. Who's going to do that home. job? Because are you going to do that job? Like, that's what I want to know. The -hmm. other day I had somebody come in my comments and talk about low skill workers. And I was like, first of all, I just don't believe that there's any such thing as a low skill worker. And I will argue with you about it. I just honestly, the people that you're calling low skilled workers, you were calling essential workers at the beginning of 2020. I don't understand how you can say like, that's a job you won't do. It's a job you won't do, and it's a job you probably couldn't do for long periods of time mm-hmm. if you had to. And so the people who are calling these people, you know, whatever, um, calling people low-skilled workers, I don't think, I think every job needs skill. You got to have customer service skills. They they put a skill section on your resume and on the on the um, job application. They got a little section for your skills. Yeah, you have to have a work ethic. (laughs) Yeah, communication is a skill. Customer service is a skill, and not everybody uh, has that skill. And so to call somebody a low skilled worker because they don't put on a tie, I know people to put on a tie that are that could not function without being told what to do. Mm-hmm. every single day 24 7 like right. give me a break right now so <laughs> yeah it's just um the wages are low 
there's um, drug testing. And there's, yes, you said vaccine mandates, but there's also like in, in lieu of vaccine mandates, they're saying if you don't get vaccinated, you got to get tested um, regularly to ensure that you're not bringing this deadly virus to work. So both of those things are limiting because the company stops paying for it at some point in time, right, for the testing over and over again. Um, and, you know, I don't know, but there's a lot of things that are causing these work shortages. I think the biggest thing is the, the wage shortage is, is the low wages, the, you know, the wages haven't changed over years while we continue to see the cost of living inflate and it's just not sustainable. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I, you know, and it's up to the the company on that. We're not going to argue about vaccination here. You know, I think I have my opinions about it. I am vaccinated. Um, get vaccinated. If you don't get vaccinated, that's fine too. I'm not going to argue with you about it. You're a full grown ass adult, you know, but there are consequences to all of our actions. I'm not saying I agree or disagree necessarily with companies doing that, but to play devil's advocate, I understand why they're doing it. And, you know, like you gotta, you, you gotta sacrifice one for the benefit of the many. And it's just, and it's just real life and science and stuff. And and if, and if you believe the other thing, that's cool too. I don't really want to argue with you about it. Do what you do, boo boo. I'm vaccinated. I'm good. I feel fine about it. I feel good about my decisions and uh, don't, don't care what you think about it. <laughs> right. Right. It, you know, we have to feel good about our decisions and uh, everyone, Every day I gotta live with it. everyone has to deal with their own consequences of what their choices are. So you know, if I zombie out later, then we can, you know, maybe, you know, before you take that, you know, fatal final shot to put me out of my misery, you could just be like, I told you so. Okay. And then <laughs> just put me out. It's fine. Uh, but for right now, uh, I don't, I don't care what you think. <laughs> I'm not a zombie. My brain functions just fine. I don't feel sick. As a matter of fact, I actually had a little scare earlier this week. I stayed home on Saturday uh, because I had a, a little bit like, well, uh, my therapist sent me a message and said, Hey, you know, I've been in contact with somebody who's COVID positive. I'm getting tested. I'll let you know. So I just, quarantined myself immediately um, because I had just seen him the day before. So he found out that day on Friday, I had seen him on Thursday and I just chilled and quarantined on Saturday uh, or Friday all day. And then most of Saturday and then Saturday evening, I got news that he was negative. So I was like, cool, we good. And I, and I haven't had any kind of symptoms of illness from the beginning. Right. Um, So, Yeah. And I'm happy about that. <laughs> well, 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 stay healthy, people. Uh, other viruses and flus are still out there. So are. Uh, wash your hands, uh, pay attention to your hygiene and the hygiene of those around you. Please. I do. I swear to God, I do walk around. And when I bypass people, if I'm not wearing a mask, I do my breath or whatever. Uh, listen, let me tell you what I do. When um, I walk past people, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. If I walk past somebody, especially like, like me and you could be walking past each other, whatever. But um, if I walk past somebody, I don't know that person. We in public. This is what I do. I just look away. <laughs> like you keep your airspace over there. I'm yep. gonna look. I'm gonna look over here. <laughs> in the beginning, and uh, in the beginning of everything, though, I did. I held my breath, mask or no mask. I would turn away and hold my breath. Mm-hmm. 
Don't breathe on me. Don't breathe Don't on me. Don't do it. I feel that way. Listen, I made a video just like that pre-COVID. I had, remember, because I was traveling all the time, right? And I was on a plane and this person was trying to talk to me while they were also sniffling and coughing and got tissue. Don't, mm -mm. Don't talk to me. And don't go talk me either. Mm -mm. I don't want whatever it is that you're sniffling and bleh. I don't want that. And we're in, we're in like tight space. I actually wore masks before masks were cool. <laughs> I did. I wore them on planes all the time. I, uh, you know, cause if the set, listen, the second somebody in a seat next to me, in front of me, behind me starts coughing and hacking or a child mm -hmm. is no, that mask went on immediately. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I, I mean, I do I, the scarves that I wear you know, when I'm on flights. It's, it's, I can wrap them around my face real quick. I, I yeah, like, do. Listen, uh, just if you're, <clears throat> if you're packing a lung up, okay. During cold and flu season, especially just don't talk to me. We don't, we don't have to, you know, we don't have to interact, especially if you're a stranger, you got a reason to talk to me. And, and if you're not a stranger and you're hacking like that, we probably have each other's phone numbers. You could call me or we could text or something. I think that would be good. And also, I know this is difficult because we just had this whole conversation about low wages and cost of living and how it costs money to have to stay home. But literally, if you're dying a little bit in your throat and your nose area, <laughs> just take care of yourself. Take, just chill out for a minute. Yeah. Stay home. Just chill out for a minute. Just do that. If you can. I mean. Uh, oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, no, I did not want any. I don't want your cooties anywhere. Any, any, at any point in time. Anytime. So I just I just saw this TikTok I sent to everybody. Not everybody, but I sent to a bunch of people about the, was it a Korean folklore about where the common cold comes from? Did you watch that? I didn't see that one. Oh my God. It's so good. So I'm just going to paraphrase it, I guess. A little okay. Bit. <laughs> and when did you say I'll have to go look? Is that yeah, no, I it's, see that so, one. it's so good. Right. <laughs> so there's a Korean folklore that the com about where the common cold comes from. And so it starts, the story starts with a young prince who was born with two penises. And because his king father loved him so dearly, he wanted to make sure that the perfect woman was available to become his wife. And so not any woman would do. The perfect woman would, of course, have two clams. She would be rocking two vajays. Right. Siamese twin. Okay. Sure. Sure. Talk I mean, I didn't it. think of it that way, but sure. So <laughs> I feel like that's double the woman um, that may not be necessary. I don't know. Just, just a little thought food for thought. So anyways, <laughs> time goes on and time goes on. And of course there's no such woman in existence. And so the young prince, he gets old and he dies, right? 
And because he dies sad and lonely and heartbroken, um, he haunts, uh, I guess, people. I don't know if there's specific people, but anyways, he haunts people. Um, and he found a way to um, to uh, release himself. 444. Perfectly into your nose with his two penises. So he sticks his penises into your nose and he fills your nose with his ghostly cum juices. And that's why you're backed up right now. So blow that shit out. <laughs> I didn't tell it nearly as eloquently as the woman who um, told the story, but I thought it was very hilarious. Am I accidentally advertising here? I don't mean to. I just had this whole conversation. Those were pretzels. I had this whole conversation with someone yesterday about how I always think that I don't like pretzels until I eat pretzels. And then I'm like, oh, shit, these shits are good. Like, how could you hate mini breads, right? Because they're these little dry, salty things are delicious. <clears throat> you know, I think what turned me off of them was um, because I used to fly all the time. <laughs> you are, are you are. I, I was like, I have to look this up now. Um, but yes, uh, the Korean folklore, did yeah. I get it mostly right? Yes. The tale narrates the origin of the common cold gum or gumbul, which is believed to be caused by the ghost of a man with two genitals. What? <laughs> just, just, <laughs> just gave him a visual. <laughs> <laughs> Who died after a futile search for a wife and fulfilled his lust in death by releasing himself in people's nostrils. I just want to say about his penises is that those were those. Hey, listen, but I'm going to I'm going to back. I'm going to I'm going to make up for what I'm about to say. <laughs> so so just stick with me here, everybody. <laughs> those are little tiny penises, though. Like your nostrils aren't really that big. Generally speaking. So what is that face for? Are you stuck or are you making a face? <laughs> no, I'm making a face of a variation of this tale that features a maiden with two genitals who's yes. posts an advertisement in search of a bachelor with two genitals. Is this where he finds the penis in the yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Sell it, tell it, tell it. Uh, a young man who happened across a penis floating down the river um, picks it up to compare it to his own. You know, because that's, 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 that's what a dude would do. That's what a dude would do. 1,000% um, that's what a dude would do. There's a penis floating in the river. I wonder if mine is bigger than that one. So it sticks <laughs> to him. Whoop! Personally <laughs> leaving him with two genitals. Thus, the young man and the maiden wed and gathered much wealth. In other variations, the heroine is a widow and not a maiden, or another young man tries to get himself another penis and become rich like the other bachelor, but ends up with a penis stuck to his nose. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that part. <laughs> so, this tale oh, shares its roots. Oh, look, it's earlier. Marla. Hey, sister. <laughs> Uh, so this tale shares its roots with earlier mythology, which feature oversized genitalia as symbols of fecundity and wealth. Does anyone know what the definition of fecundity is? 
No, but you're going to tell us, right? Because I, I will have to look it up in a second. It is not defined here. Marla? Um, serves as an important reference <laughs> in the archetypal symbols in the tra tradition of the general mythology. This narrative can also be read in relation to the popular belief that the size of one's nose is in proportion to that of one's genitalia. The folk custom of chasing away colds by calling out, I'm going to mess up this pronunciation, Gajabjul. And Say it again. Gajabjul. Gajabjul. We just say that and the cold goes away. And also to the et etymology of gavul, the indigenous Korean word for the common cold. Mm. So is that kind of like bless you almost, I guess? I guess. I prefer it if I could learn how to say it all the time. Right. And uh, it, 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 I'm reading it. I'm, I'm reading it phonetically. So I put it in, put it in the translator and have the translator lady say it. <laughs> Okay, let me see if I can get this. I do have to Google Translate. Let so me. what I was going to say, because I said the thing about small penises. Um, this is the cannabis closet, by the way. Um, can of queen. This is MJ. And right now we're talking about Korean folklore and two While penises. While we smoke cannabis. While we smoke cannabis. Um, we do have cannabis stuff to talk about, but we, you know, we always like a, a little banter at the beginning of the show. Um what I was going to say is I had this whole conversation this summer because um, one of our friends was saying that, um, and, and we, and women do this. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. I'm so glad you said it, Marla. <laughs> <laughs> she, said, <laughs> she said, you are Korean. You should know how to say these words. Yes. I also know martial arts, so don't come at me. <laughs> Um, did and we I'm come back? Did we come back? She what? said we froze. Did we come back? I hope we're back. Um, um, maybe it's just is it is it us or is it you, Snooks? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's always really the question. Yes, it really, 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 really could be us. So who knows? Um, I'm trying to find my. Uh, what I was gonna say is okay. Good. 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 Um, what I was going to say is uh, that this summer I had this whole conversation. One of our guy friends was like, you know, when women get mad at you, they retaliate by telling everybody you got a small penis. Right. And I was like, y'all shouldn't even really be worried about that. Cause to me, a small penis that gets erect is better than a flaccid penis. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I feel like that is the insult you should be upset about. <laughs> if she's like, that shit was flaccid as fuck. I, like, I don't want nothing to do with that. <laughs> no. What do you do with that? Floppy what do you do with exactly? Then he better know how to do other things better. I know. What that mouth do? I don't know. <laughs> um. So anyways, I just wanted to say that as a backup and a caveat to me saying that that little Korean dude um, has tiny penises to go in your nostrils. So not only did he get uh, fucked over with two genitalia, they are tiny enough to, or, or is it because he's a ghost and he, oh, and he can uh, like filter the, he, he can just, yeah, yeah, his like, ghost stick into your nose. So maybe yeah, he didn't have a tiny like nose. all the way up in those cavities. Maybe he was a well, uh, maybe he was a well endowed double penis major. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh lord. Oh. Let's see. I'm still getting to the uh, the translate. Did we find out what that word meant? What was that word? I am entering it now. Oh, that's rough. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! This show, I love it. <laughs> um, you guys, mark your calendars. Uh, December 15th is going to be our last show of the year. I jot B-B-U-L. Well, that doesn't do me any good. She just, she just, she just spelled that shit. She just spelled it. What a bitch. Oh, my gosh. Pronunciation. Oh, there we go. What's that? K2B. K- K2B? <laughs> That's what it like. Okay, I don't know. You can't see it anyway. Say it one more time. K2B. 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 Did I say it right? K2B. K2B. I feel like Asian languages are the hardest to learn. Well, they're at least hard to learn to write, for sure. And read. Reading and writing Asian languages are very yeah. difficult. You know, I have a book that is called um, Korean in Plain English. And someone actually wrote a book and made it phonetically English. Yeah, like to be able to pronounce the words phonetically. Yeah, which yeah. in my brain, it helps. It definitely um, helps. I don't know how that, but that is not phonetic. No. no way. Or maybe it is, but again... Um, sister and just stop it both of you (laughs) she's like stop it you're embarrassing yourself and you're also embarrassing me in the process (laughs) she's like don't do it don't do it anymore well give us something else to talk about okay i know like Uh, i i don't know where how we got on to um the common cold and the penises. Up oh, because we were talking about COVIDs. Oh, the COVIDs. And then we were like, still, wa- even even though, still wash your hands and take precautions because it's cold and flu season. Protect your nose. Protect your nose. Yeah. I have always needed, I want to develop something that like covers your nose because like of all the things and it's my freaking nose, like all the things covered. And my nose gets cold very fast. I mean, like a little nose napkin or something. A little nose a nose, a little nose tint. So then your mouth is exposed. You just have your like mouth <laughs> exposed. Yes. It's just like a little beak. <laughs> nice. I want, oh, just... there's a lot more in this jar. That I, just, I just dumped. <laughs> I just dumped the whole thing. Oh. Um, what are you uh, puffing on today? Uh, this is the Casey Jones. Um, oh, I have my Casey Jones again, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very good. Um, I'm, I'm running low, but it's okay. I'm going to go pick some more stuff up maybe tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I left my whole travel kit at my sister's. Put little screens in your nostrils. Little. <laughs> Just. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, we're, gonna 
little penis nostril plugs. <laughs> oh my God. You know, they would probably sell out <laughs> just, just because if we wrote the little folklore on the card, they would just, they'd be gone. Prevent the cold, shove the penises up your nose before <laughs> the spirit can ejaculate in them. And yeah. Trademark, uh, this is, hey, don't y'all go doing that. We're doing it. <laughs> In our spare time. In our spare time. Woo! <laughs> In our spare time. We have a whole lot of that. Somebody told me, actually, I'm going to tell y'all, it was Shannon told me, <laughs> I don't know, but I'm glad you're here. Welcome next. I was wondering where you were. <laughs> you have to. You're gonna have to put your put you on some Spotify uh when we post the episode next week for sure. <laughs> for sure. Check this out from the beginning. Um <laughs> it's been a crazy one. Uh fuck, what was I about to say? Oh, I was talking to Shannon and she said, um, like, first of all, I don't know what she's talking about, but <laughs> She said, enjoy your downtime now. What is that? What does that mean? Because I, do we? <laughs> I know. I'm going um, to. And then, and then she said, we back. and, and it, I don't know. Okay. I didn't hear what you said. I'm sorry. But then she said, then she said, uh, March, April, May, and June are going to be hella busy. And I'm like, we're already hella busy. It made me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what does that mean? I don't, <laughs> we're going to be even more busy. That's a good thing though. I'm excited about it. Um, I know exactly what she's talking about and um, um, she's a pretty amazing woman. So if you guys want to check her out, um, Shannon Parish.333 on the TikToks. She's booked up through January. So if you want to get an appointment with her, um, definitely send her a message so that you can get started on making that appointment. Um, so that, you know, you can get in for February. Um, cause I'm sure that's booking up fast too. And then we had, um, witchy Christie on too. Um, she, um, definitely check her out as well. Witchy Christie on TikTok. Um, she's not taking appointments right now, but she probably will be in the future for sure. Where did you go? she just left me here i am over here i had to shut my curtains because i don't like people voyeuring at me oh yeah well that's that's a weird that you don't like that not from my street not from my uh you know my neighbors because i like to do it to other people but i don't like people i was gonna say gen xers love voyeurism what are you talking about right now (laughs) we love that shit (laughs) <laughs> we like to we like to watch <laughs> but not be watched is what she's saying she said we don't want to be watched because it's probably the man and we don't trust the man and that's true we don't trust authority so so i'm here uh, i'm here i'm just uh i'm just off screen she's here and she's off screen shutting her curtains do you need a ladder for that or no, I just have to be careful because of all the like all the stuff that's hanging now. Oh, that's right. Plants, lights, stars, <clears throat> but snowflakes. There's snowflakes. Uh, snowflakes, like uh, 
very festive, very, very. Um, 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 I, I get, I get a little gripe when I forget to put my, it's down though. The, the blinds are down. So don't worry. They can't see me, but I get, I get it. You know, put your blinds down. Everybody can see inside of your room. Yes. If the lights are on inside, then everyone outside can see you very well. <laughs> Look at me now. And again, um, I don't, I don't, you know, this uh, being online, you know, on camera, it, it's one thing, but I don't know. Something about my neighbors watching me, what I do inside my home weirds me yeah, out. First of all, that's creepy. Don't do that. Yeah. I look into my neighbor's windows because I like to see what their inside of their homes look like. Not because I want to like, um, don't look inside of my house, but also want to look inside them. of yours. <laughs> yes. I don't want to see the people. I want to see what they have going on, like decor wise. And, uh, you know, it's a podcast. He said, I'm just saying it's a podcast murder show just waiting to happen. <laughs> Listen. Eventually we get there. I mean, we do watch a lot of murder shows. Dateline. So. Dateline in 2020. Yeah. That's right. Y'all know y'all already know. Keith Morrison is gonna tell my story. And Craig Melvin is gonna MC that shit. It'll always be in a good way. Whatever. I'm a legacy. <laughs> I'm a legend. Do you know how much more of a legend? Never mind. I'm not trying to. <laughs> oh. I always say I just don't know if I'm going to have a speaking part. You know, I just I just want to say for the record that orange is not my color. So if I don't have a speaking part, can you send me to a place that has better better uniforms technically like if you wanted to like sign off on, you know, your recreation digitally. Yeah, you know, we can make that happen where you could still be at you, know, or we can pre-record. <laughs> we can pre-record something for you. <laughs> we just re- pre- re- pre-record. You need a recording for me. Here you go. <laughs> Here and then, and then I will listen. Here's the thing, though. I want y'all to be real, real fucking clear with Mr. Morrison. Okay. Yes, I smoke a lot of weed, and no, that is not problematic. No, we that's, what, that's the thing I'd be watching. You have to ask if you were off the weed, and that's why the murder. And that's why she's in jail. Listen, because I watch them, right? And then they'll say stuff like, he was using drugs, he used marijuana. And I'll be like, ugh. Every time, every time they say it, I'll be like, God damn it. <laughs> why? You know? Um, and so, not the other 99 disgusting yeah. that they were using. And then that led him to using meth. No, it didn't. It was trauma, baby. It was trauma. <laughs> it was always trauma. Don't don't blame it on the weeds. <laughs> so. Don't blame it on the weed. Blame it on the weed. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> That's our intro. That's um, our intro song. <laughs> what are we talking about today we've already spent like 45 minutes bullshitting i know i know what are we talking about today you had the headlines pulled up and oh yes uh, i did you were the reading of those uh those um the one that i thought was super this one is super interesting and i'm i'm just i really want to well if my computer stops freaking out for a second (laughs) really want to talk about it 
Um, first of all, for anybody out there that's growing or knows growers, uh, the normally uh, outdoor grass crop pest called the rice root aphid is now being found indoors in cannabis crops. So just a little, that's in uh, terpenes and testing, holla. Um, so check that out. Terpenes and testing is a really good magazine. I definitely recommend it. Um, okay, so this is the one I was looking at. I'm going to read the article and then we'll discuss amongst ourselves. Sound good? Yep. Okay, cool. Let me go to the beginning. This article is in uh, Terpenes and Testing magazine. Um, it was written by the president and CSO of GB Sciences, which will be discussed in here in a, a very positive light because it was written from their perspective. I like um, science. So I have nothing negative to say about them at all. I don't know who they are. Um, really, I haven't researched them. So I'll just say that off the top. Let me make sure this is packed because we're going to have to. <clears throat> so the name of the article is um, harnessing the power of cannabis derived ingredients for prescription drug market. So and that's already happening. Um, there's a co there's a company called GW Pharmaceuticals, and they're the ones that put out um, Epidiolex. Is that what it's called? Epidiolex. Uh, um, there's also Sativex. Right. Also and a couple others that are um, cannabis-derived plant oils uh, created in a lab and FDA-approved, put on the pharmaceutical market. So how is this different from the unregulated ones that are being made um, <clears throat> and unregulated? So, so let's get into this article. Yeah. Oh, where's my lighter? Okay. Everyone from prominent politicians to billionaire business professionals is lining up uh, to capitalize on economic value of the cannabis industry. But at G uh, GB Science sciences, we believe that cannabinoid-based medicines have significant economic potential, and we have created a therapeutic pipeline of cannabinoid-based therapeutics destined for prescription drug market, not the cannabis market. Mark that as problematic for me. Okay. Um, GB Sciences novel drug development program leverages the therapeutic potential <clears throat> of cannabinoid-containing mixtures for the treatment of severe medical conditions and our cannabinoid drug development programs are among the most advanced in the world. <clears throat> mm. The principle behind GB Sciences drug discovery research is that plant compounds work better when they are used together rather than as a single ingredient drug. We've been saying this for years. Uh, people in the cannabis industry have been saying this for years. Um, so this isn't like new, but good job. Uh, in the cannabis field, this is known as the entourage effect, which comes from a 1998 scientific paper by professors uh, Shimon Ben Shabbat and Raphael McCollum titled An Entourage Effect Inactive Endogenous Fatty Acid Glycerol Esters Enhanced to uh 
2AG, sorry, I'm not going to pronounce 2AG, but it's one of your endocannabinoids that you create, that your body creates. It's got a similar structure to CBD, <clears throat> uh, cannabinoid activity. The original use of the term entourage effect casts just THC as the star with other cannabinoids and fatty acids as supporting cast members. Uh, however, uh, a 2011 review by Dr. Ethan Russo, Taming THC, Potential Cannabis Synergy, and Phytocannabinoid Terpenoid Entourage Effects changed the original entourage paradigm to include both cannabinoids and terpenes with any of these potentially in the starring role, which describes more of an ensemble cast. All of this is very on point and true about yes. those people. <clears throat> <clears throat> I need to light this proper. So they're continuing on and, you know, they're, they're building up the entourage effect and under and understanding that. And how is this equating? And there, is it going on? There's more obviously. Right? Yeah. Yeah. There's more. Um, so I read the article earlier. Um, uh, yeah. So the, they're going to talk about how this synergy is going to uh, be a benefit. Uh, today, the entourage effect is the general uh, is the general theory that both cannabinoid and terpene molecules from cannabis extracts can act synergistically on target receptors in human patients. Uh, we use the term molecular synergies to describe this same powerful potential for increased e efficacies within optimized therapeutic measures, which will from this point on be called OTM optimized therapeutic measures relative to effectiveness of the same ingredients being used individually. We have developed a novel drug. This is, this is the science company. Now we've uh, developed a novel drug discovery program to identify mixtures of cannabis derived ingredients that demonstrate molecular synergies in the treatment of specific human disorders, including Parkinson's disease, chronic pain, COVID-19 related keto, ketokine release syndrome and heart disease, among many others. We combine natural product research with our proprietary artificial intelligence enabled drug discovery engine called Pharos, P-H-A-R-O-S, which stands for Phytomedicine Analytics for Research Optimized at Scale to rapidly identify potentially effective combinations of plant-derived ingredients for specific diseases. We test these plant-based mixtures with using rigorous high throw outputs, uh, so high throw, throughput cell and animal models of the specific disease. So basically what they're saying is that they use this computer to figure out what cannabinoids are gonna work best to treat what symptoms or what illnesses. So for example, if an individual has Parkinson's disease, right, they, this computer has analyzed these cannabis cannabinoids and how they're effective and they're, what they're effective for, and then combine them to be effective to treat Parkinson's disease. That's what I'm understanding from this article so far. So anybody got anything on that? Anybody want to add to that yet? No, I'm still listening and, and I have, you know, and trying to, you know, figure out if my question is going to be answered. So, <laughs> yeah. So our product formulas are uh, OTM designed to reduce the motor symptoms of Parkinson's disease. 
So still we're talking about reduction of symptoms. We're not talking about cures here. We're just saying, hey, this is going to um, reduce your symptoms if we combine these cannabinoids together like this. That's what they're trying to say. We started a database, a database, a database. <laughs> it's fine. Um, to reduce the, uh, let's see, we started a database um, containing hundreds of chemical profiles from different cannabis varieties and used in silico screening techniques to reduce the number of starting combinations of active ingredients from these cannabis metabolomes from well over 100,000 mixtures to just 1,080 mixtures that were screened in two different cell models of Parkinson's disease. The cell-based experiments demonstrated molecular synergies between active ingredients in our OTM relative to the individual components tested separately. So they're right now, I think they're all in testing stages is what it's sounding like to me right now. I haven't answered her question yet. So we're going to keep going. Her face says, you haven't answered my question yet. Um, <clears throat> not much left of this article. Just a few more paragraphs, I think. Or maybe I'm wrong. No, it's much longer than I thought. Um, so let's see. So they're doing all so they're doing all of these tests uh, to see what mixtures are going to work for what diseases. And right now uh, they've just got a few on the table that they're testing. So they're going to probably like test these, see if they can come up with a formula and then test the next, you know, grouping or whatever the case may be. The, uh, <clears throat> they're saying, too, that they're showing... <clears throat> Their experiments are, are experimenting with their combination, their entourage combination, and also single structure. So they're saying, hey, we're going to test this with both and see which one works the best. And they're showing that the OTM is working the best. <clears throat> Let me say this about um, things like GW, uh, places like GW Pharmaceuticals and these types of, of, of companies, these science-based companies. I do want to say that I do appreciate the level of scientific research that goes into this because GW Pharmaceuticals has absolutely done a whole lot of research because they can afford to do that research and they get uh, they get permission to do those things legally. <clears throat> Somebody's got to do the research. So I'm glad it's out there at least and accessible. So I'll say that. So that's where my, I guess, my question, and, and, and you maybe you did say it, and I just didn't hear the, the words because I did hear a portion where I was like, mm, that's where it's at, you know, but, you know, I get the understanding of the, you know, um, the mixtures and the entourage creation, but I guess my question is really is how are they, where are they getting the cannabinoids, the extraction, are they mm -hmm. extracting them, creating them, Um are we moving this forward to market? You know, like, is this going to be vi a viable, you know, and then it, you know, then it's a FDA and that's how we're moving this. You know, like they're going to start, you know, this, this moves us into the conversation of what happens to our medical programs that are under, you know, having problems with that right now here in Colorado. <clears throat> 
um, medical access and that uh, separation between mm, science, medical, and adult use. Right. And um, so that's where my, my questions um, is. Uh, and and I, I do, you know, at this, at this time, I believe they still do. Uh, my friends own a patent on an extraction, you know, exactly this, at creating you know, specific medicines for specific, you know, in a specific uh, terpenes. Yeah, I think that's where the market has to go medicinally, (laughs) right? I mean, as we, as we evolve medicinally, this is where the market has to go medicinally. It doesn't necessarily have to go to a pharmaceutical level, but like on this research level of targeting specific cells and receptors so that we can prevent the symptoms without question when we use this combination of cannabinoids, this combination of cannabinoids and terpenes, right? I think that's where we have to go right? medicinally. But I think they're not going to let us regulate it like we do now. As like in the future, I think that this is where it goes is that they allow pharmaceutical companies to come. So our cannabis companies will then have to become pharmaceutical providers in order to be able to provide their product to the market and their product for medicinal use is go. This is just where I see is the future, just based on like what we're seeing. I think that, um, that it'll be uh, medicinally speaking that you'll you'll go see your doctor your doctor will say this combination of cannabinoids is what's going to work for you they create that combination for you in whatever the lab however they do that right and it is still lab created though do they grow their own plants who's growing the plants what part of the market do, does does that get, does that part of the market get to stick around, you know, to provide for. Right. So thinking, of, thinking about how we access our mm-hmm. medicine now as patients, right. we get to um, medicate the way that we want to. We do. Um, we get to, uh, we essentially have to figure it out ourselves. What the best combination, what the Which best. Which I always thought are. was kind of problematic. Honestly, it's one of the it's problematic, problematic things about cannabis. And also, but it, you know, it created groups so that groups knew like specific and, and could share the knowledge that way. And now we're starting to see this collection of information and, uh, you know, the research like this, where uh, they are putting in, you know, specific combinations of, and then it's like, but then, okay, lab creation, uh, you know, again, the CDC and FDA are saying no, no creation of cannabinoids, uh, blah. It's bad because it's unregulated. But then they turn around and let these companies do it. Right. And so are, and my question is, are they doing the same processes that we're saying are not good in regard to the way that it's being made now? Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, even the, you know, this, this conversation isn't the first time we've had conversations about how things are extracted. We've talked about butane, uh, you know, hash, hash, whatever, right. That's the, I'm sorry. I didn't use it. BHO. BHO. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
and uh and and then also the uh you know following of what uh, you know, new extractions that uh, processes that were invented out of this uh, yeah, cleaner but cleaner you know cleaner oh. or also and or also you know there are ways of you know the extraction being done in a clean way you know yeah. the actual you know, i mean process. in fairness if your product's being tested at the end of the day if it's being tested properly um it it has been tested it is a clean product it may not taste the best because of the process it may not look as pretty as you want it to but it is a clean uh substance that you can use it has been tested in a um state uh approved laboratory so and that that state approval is brutal um <laughs> which also just makes me think, you know, okay, so we're, we're up against some concentrate uh, and limitations coming up here in Colorado. Um, there is actually, you know, it's uh, 23, I don't know. I have been burying my head in the sand about this because it pisses me It makes me you off. so angry. You're so angry about it, very. Um, and rightfully so. Like, rightfully so. This is... And currently, I think there's uh, so just misinterpretation. So I do have to go actually pull my head out and, and uh, do some looking into that. But um, as we, uh, but I've, I've already seen the documentation that our practitioner and is going to have to fill out. Um, it allows, and again, it's the stupidest rule. It allows patients from you know 17 and under to not be affected, and 21 and over to be affected. Mm-hmm. But 18 to 20 for three years, you um, are limited on your capability to pick up. It is just additional documentation for a practitioner. It's additional footwork for a patient. It is additional uh, documentation that now the dispensaries are going to be having to track, which they should already have been doing 10 years into this. Um, but now all of a sudden it's a problem. And now all of a sudden it is, uh, you know, again, it's only a problem medicinally. Only exactly. And so it's creating these hurdles for medical facilities, medical production facilities to not operate. And so we see, again, this divide of saying, here's the science and research that's happening that allows you to access your medicine, but you can't access it this way. You now have to uh, create your own medicine if you want to, or you have to, and we're pushing out medical markets um, in the places that they exist and it's going adult use. And where does that, you know, so there either has to be um, some middle ground found in how we are taxed, how we are, you know, how, uh, how um, uh, limits, what am I trying to say here? Um, milligram limits, you know, adult use it is limited to a hundred milligrams and, you know, and other, you know, crazy, stupid rules Whereas again, we don't have these rules in medical, but they're getting ready to get rid of us, and they're not looking at a way to merge it. Into and I think they're for I, everybody. I think okay. So here's what I think is happening, um, just based on seeing this and reading this article and everything, is I think that um, <clears throat> big pharma is making this push because they're like, we're not going anywhere, and if people want cannabis, then they have to come get it from us. And so how do we make that happen? And how they make that happen is creating, well, the science has to, this, first of all, this science, I'm not disagreeing with this science having to, to come out. Like we need it. No, this is a a good thing. We need a solid cannabis treatment that is not an opioid treatment and is not a pharmaceutical 
um, fully manufactured in a lab treatment, like this is a plant treatment um, for Parkinson's, for cancer, for, you know, Huntington's disease, for MS, for you name it. Okay. We need solid things. We need, like I, what I said, when I said, I've always found this very problematic that I have to, the, the can, cannabis has not been made easy to access. They're like, you can have it, but you're going to pay for it. Okay. And so um, now it's, it's expensive. You can add, there's people that are stuck, not stuck, but like if they choose to use the regulated market, $80 eighths, like, what are you talking about right now? I can't with you people, $80 eighths. Um, so, so that's expensive to go, oh, that didn't work out for me. That made me anxious. That didn't stop my tremors. That didn't blah, blah, blah. Right. And that gets expensive, that trial and error. Oh, by the way, we missed it, but happy, uh, 420 West coast. Um, <laughs> so that does get problematically expensive. Right. And when you have science like this, that could be made available to say, okay, well, here's what you need. What you need is this cannabinoid, this cannabinoid, this cannabinoid in these percentages and these terpenes in these percentages. Here you go. Here it is. Take this three times a day, right? They want to turn it into a more medicinal product. And but I they're think- They're not going to do, they're not going to offer terpenes and- They're not going to offer terpenes. They're and going to take things out of the plant they're going to start adding things to the plant if we don't they're, pay attention to what they're doing. They've got to add stuff for uptake and the ear Yes, life. absolutely. Yeah. And we lose what we have gained here um, by having the access that we have had. Mm -hmm. and I want to have the access to the science and also the access to the ability to medicate the way I want to medicate. Plant, to the plant the way that I yeah, want yeah. to. Yes, it is great to know more and know more and, uh, and, and all the ways. Um, but again, until it's accessible to us, us in that way, you know, and again, who's to say, um, and it's not going to move quickly. So people Never that are know. using this, but we're, but we're, they're limiting us very quickly, but they're not going to give us this medicinal aspect the way they're, they're, they're forcing us into the other market so that we have to pay the forcing taxes us into the gray illicit. Gray, they, they, yeah. They either want us in gray illicit underground market, or they want us into their regulated market. That pays a lot of money in taxes. Mm -hmm. Well, th they want us in that market. They don't want us in the other, but they want their tax money. They want their money so badly that they ignore the fact that they push us into that market by being so costly that we can't afford to shop in the regulated market. So we would just take our chance with our local home grower. Right. And this is where caregiver programs would be important, where uh, you know, at one time they had a lot of strength in certain places. And again, we're starting to see less and less capability for our caregivers to uh, provide medicine to the patients. Well, uh, they don't have accessibility to things like lab testing and things like that to make sure that they're giving a safe product to our patients either. And they should. And they should. And they should. Uh, and that's just expensive, and they can't afford that. Very so, a handful of caregivers that are excellent and provide a you know, it's still in form of food. They're doing edibles, and and you know, some some of them are doing tinctures. I think if they have the capability, there are machines now that make it a lot easier. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and providing medicine to patients and and educating them because you know. It, it, 
60, 70, 80 year old plus walking into a dispensary doesn't, it's not helpful sometimes now in the areas that it's available. Well, that's the problem too, with us taking that medical market away and just forcing people into the adult use market is that the adult use market isn't, they don't treat people like patients. They treat them now like customers, right? Everybody medicates. I say that anytime. So if you go work in this cannabis industry, please treat everybody with that kind of level of respect, right? Not just like a, a turnstile uh, customer, but when you for then, so now your grandma is going to shop for her medicine at the adult use market where they're telling her what the dankest strain is. And it's all that's going to do is knock her on her ass or make her super paranoid because it's too strong for what she needs. And it's and not giving her know how to use it and she doesn't know how to use it and she doesn't know how to open it. And it's going to cost her an arm and a leg just for a little bit of it because it's on the other, on the adult use side where the taxes and the bullshit it's um frustrating. It's, it's frustrating. Not enough people are paying attention and it's, we're getting snowed. We're getting bowled over. Yeah. Um, and uh, again, you know, why there's a differentiation between medical and adult use. I mean, they're the same thing. If you have both in your area, then you need to know that they're grown the same way. They're given the same attention. It just based on their variety, they're given different things, but like uh, generally speaking, they're all grown in the same space. They're all watered with the same nutrients. They're all pruned by the same staff. They're all, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're 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 all cloned in the same manner and they're all uh the clones are all growing in the same space like the difference is um the the tags that they that they wear that's it that's the difference that's that's it the tag tag oh that they wear they wear you know in in the in the grow in the cultivation they wear tags yes yes yes. they're blue and yellow in other states, they're you know they could be different, but in Colorado, they're blue and yellow, and blue is for adult use, and yellow is for medical, and, and taxes are for adult use, and taxes um, are for adult use, and they're yeah. exorbitant, and ever and let me tell you this: it's not just a state tax; it's also a city county tax as well. You got all these taxes just piling up, right? So you have your regular sales tax, you got your state tax, you got your city tax or your county tax, whichever. And every year, just about every year, at least every two years, almost without fail, they go sit down in a little power, little circle. I was about to say, sorry, I apologize. I was about to say something that was not appropriate. And I apologize. You saw me pull it back. I'm so sorry. I will remove that. Um, But they go and they sit in their little circle and they discuss us. Like we can just pay for everything. My town does it all the time. So they put on the ballot, hey, we want to raise the city taxes on cannabis, not any other industry in the city, but on cannabis, not any other industry in the county, but on cannabis. They want to put the burden of saving this town, this this um this tourist town that's not getting any snow in, in the wintertime and, and is burning down in the summertime and doesn't have high water levels in the summertime. Our river is so low. They want to, they want to put the burden of, of replenishing those tourist funds 
on the shoulders of the cannabis industry and like they do it every year. And it's just like, come on. How many times do I got to tell you no? Well, and go take that money from some other industry or tax us as a whole. Don't just tax us as the cannabis. All the, you know, but all the reports of, oh, the cannabis industry. We're making billions, 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 and la, 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 la. And, uh, and, I don't think that, and no, not every dispensaries are, are millionaires and not everyone is, uh, you know, able to build a big ass, you know, Apple store. And I don't know. It's yeah, it's true. There's mom and pops that are just like, you know, one bad sales day away from having to close up shop or, or one new regulation. Yeah. Or one new regulation cost away from having to shut their doors or sell their, their business. Yeah. My, when my medical facility is looking at this uh, new regulation as, as a cue to get out of the medical market and they were one of the originals and I'm very sad. And I, I, but I, I believe that some of their decision is made on misinformation due to their tech company. There, mm. you know, I was, uh, I was like, okay, I got to do some research and I'm going to get in, tup- in touch because I don't think that that's what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there are some, <sighs> and again, if it is the <laughs> things that are, are affecting our medical, just market, disaster. why is it not affecting our adult use market? Because the adult use market is where the state makes the most money. Why, why, you know, they're not going to throw that away. They're not going to throw that away at all. No, but if they were, that's why some states are like neglecting medical regulations and no, some states are neglecting medical altogether. um, And just going straight for just going straight for adult use because they're seeing what's happening in these medical markets. Mm-hmm. And they're just like just well, and then again. So I'm fine. That's fine. But then I need I need this whole uh, restriction to 100 milligrams per product lifted. I need right? you know, that the I need then then medical access to medical. Or if you have a medical card, you I don't pay the taxes automatically. Then it is built into a program that if I have my medical card and I walk into any facility, I do not pay that pay this adult use tax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I pay my do state it that way, local. like do a combination. I pay my state and local, and whatever I pay would pay as a you know, or even have a small medicinal portion that goes back to medicinal fund of whatever research, that, you know, that support patient, support. Uh, you know, yeah, patient, yeah. Uh, you know, patient registry, whatever the patient registration fund, you know, mm-hmm. so, oh, oh, we have to raise our registration fee because it's too costly to run it digitally now. Fucking no, fuckers. Fuck you could just um, put it through. You're right. You could just put it through a pro. You know, um, they do um out in um Nevada, they they um combine the the facilities. Um, but they still have products that you can only buy if you have a medical card and products that are for anybody 21 and up. But, and also the pro the, here's where it becomes the problem is that it's 21 and up. And so then you don't, you don't have access for anybody under the age of 21 and you lose access. I mean, I don't know, I guess like parents would probably just have to just go in and, but then you lose access to some of the stuff that actually is created in a, a medicinal fashion because it's not going to be popular on the on the adult market because it's not for 
the party, you know, it's right. Well, you know. and here's the thing though, is I do have patients that go over uh, to the adult use side and there is a, an edible or a, you know, a product that they're like, this works really well for me. I do it all the time, but I have to pay a shitload for a very mm -hmm. small amount. Cost too much. Why can't I get it over on this other side? And it's like, because the tax. Because it has a blue tag. For the medical market and the medical licensing is way more expensive. Oh, mm -hmm. and the fact that we do not have medical grows and have the capability for just a medical grow to operate without having a brick and mortar or without having an, a, a manufacturer uh, infused product license. That's right. You know, and so, but but having a, you know, adult use grow may, you know, you can sell to everybody and anybody so that they have access and capability to make them the products that they're making, you know, so we're seeing this disparity between the two. Yeah. I want to yell and scream. Yeah. <laughs> What's making MJ mad every day? <laughs> What's pissing MJ off to? Um, That's it. <laughs> Every day, every day, because it is, it's like, that's why we got into this. You know, we got into this for the patients. We got into this because of the medicinal market and to see it just kind of be tossed and shoved aside is disheartening because there are, there are patients that rely on this and rely on the, on the cost effectiveness of it. And it's well, speaking for Colorado, yeah. In most medicinal um, markets, it's at least more cost effective than going over to the other side. And they budgeted for that. And now, now what, now what do we do? You know? So it's really frustrating. Um, obviously I'm not going to read this whole article, um, but you can find it in um, terpenes and testing magazine. It's very interesting. I definitely highly recommend the read. Um, there's, there's a lot on the study and how they did the study, um, what they did the study on, what illnesses and, um, diseases they did the study on. <clears throat> and so here's the thing is they're not wrong about that. The entourage effects is extremely, extremely important. Um, we've been saying that since, since we've been in cannabis, right. And people, in cannabis have been saying that since they've been in cannabis. Um, it's, it's a well-known fact that cannabinoids and terpenes work better together. They work more synergistically. It's going to create a healthier specimen of individual. You can use it preventatively or you can use it as um, a treatment or as maintenance. Um, and so it has vast use. Full plant is where it's at. And we all know that. Um, it's frustrating that science, you know, that like uh, not not the scientist part, but like uh, pharmaceutical companies, for example, can, um, first of all, so easily research the plant that we've been begging to have access to to research for decades. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and. So they get, so they get the access and they get the, the ability to, that's the, like the privilege that they have to be able to study this plant the way we've been asking to study this plant for decades is 
really um it it kind of stings a little bit you know because we've been saying like we we've known this stuff and we're like let us just show you and they're like no 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 and now they get to and they get to use it in the way that they want to right get to develop it and they get to profit off of influence it the way they want to Mm -hmm. um and again um limiting access to every patient. This is a plant for everybody. This is a medicine for everybody. And again, I love your advances in that scientific aspect. But when we talk about GW pharmaceuticals getting a hold of it, we're talking about limitation and restriction to and access to it again. Mm -hmm. Um, And it has to go by X, Y, and Z. And, but this, this, you know, this physician is not going to talk to you about it or write it for you unless there's some big, you know, like, uh, sweep like they did, you know, in pharmaceutical, you know, when the opioids yeah. came out, you know, what's that movie mm-hmm. with what's his face, Gyllenhaal, about it, you know, about the mm-hmm. pharmaceutical industry and their push through the doctor's offices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that was never done with cannabis. So, I mean, we tried, we tried to, you know, uh, to educate the do- the the doctors and, and the primaries and, uh, you know, put that, try to put that information out there. And they're like, no, mm-hmm. they don't want to hear it because they believe what they were taught in their expensive schools or not taught or not taught. Right. They believe the stigma. I mean, Dr. Sanjay Gupta is a really good example of this where he didn't even, he didn't believe anybody until he actually saw it in his face happening. Like he saw the example of it working. And then that's the only way that he changed his mind. And so unless we put it in their face and show, and then what, what happens, we put it in their face, we show them, look, it works. And they're like, Okay, I'm going to take what you have working and I'm going to synthesize it and turn it into a pill and profit off of it. And I'm going to get permission to do that because I have not only the money and the funds to do that, but I'm in the pockets of all the politicians that can approve this. Right. And I'm going to put the rest of you in jail that use it. And we're going to put you in jail. Put Your father's in jail and your brothers, right? Your uncle's in jail and your sisters and, and your moms move, and we're going to move backwards again people so. yeah exactly exactly so, we're gonna we're gonna go back to stigmatizing this plant while we're using this plant to medicate you and you're paying us to do it that's what's gonna that's what's gonna happen but and like it's just like this devil's advocate for me that i love mm-hmm. that there's this research showing that hey if we take this compound and this compound and this compound and this compound and we put them together it's gonna absolutely 95% of the time, 85% of the time, stop tremors, 95% of the time, stop tremors. Right. I mean, that's crazy talk to me. I mean, I love that. And we see that, like, listen, we see that in Rick Simpson oil, uh, RSO or FECO, you might've heard it called. Um, but we see that and especially in a, uh, full plant FECO. So somebody that's used a whole plant with lots of cannabinoids, we see, that people with Parkinson's can just rub a little bit of that in their cheeks and boom off to the races. We're going to go do some stuff today. Right. So we can see that happening. That is the entourage effect. That is the entourage effect in motion. It doesn't have to be in a pill and it doesn't have to come from a pharmaceutical company. Really. If we can just convince medical patients on the whole to start using RSO regularly and make it affordable for them to access it, that really preventative maintenance and um, treatment for your illnesses. It's, it really, you just have to take it at different um, levels depending on what illness you're treating. Yeah. 
and use different plants to create the oil depending on what illness you're treating too. So what that science could come in handy is that is where that is. Is that we're saying this cultivar has these cannabinoids and these terpenes and so does this cultivar, right? So we can use these two cultivars to create this oil and then we have all the cannabinoids we need and everything that we need to treat this, the symptoms of this illness. We could use that science and do that thing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's out there and it is. And, uh, and, uh, it's, it's just about, it's, it's about money now. It's about money. And, um, it's, 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 it's more profitable for people to remain sick for a long period of time. So, so basically like a lot of the pills and the, and the treatments that we get from the Western medical industry. I'm not, listen, if you got to go to the doctor and get treatments, do that. Okay. Not downing it. Um, but what I'm saying is, is that a lot of these treatments require other treatments to stave off the, the side effects from the original treatment. Right. And so you're taking pills upon pills upon pills or getting treatments upon treatments upon treatments. Those things are making you sicker, but they're keeping you alive. Right. So you stay alive for longer, but you're sick. So you have to pay for your medications and your treatments. And that is very profitable for this industry. Right. And you can't, uh, you know, um, there's <laughs> instead of pills, there's also good health and other things that assist so that you do not have to be on pills and overwhelming your uh, systems that are trying right. to clean you out uh, and, and not able to because of synthetic pills in your body. Right. Um, so holistic. And then, and, then and listen, little quick disclaimer. We are not doctors. We are not lawyers and we are not scientists. We know cannabis. Okay. And we and know our not, bodies and we and, know. And, right. And that's know. not to say that some pills are not necessary. Some medications yeah. are absolutely necessary. So please, you know, have these conversations with your doctor. With your doctor. Don't um, and, and stop taking your medicine. Right. Don't stop taking your medicine. And if you want to talk about cannabis and your doctor won't talk about cannabis, consider finding a doctor that will talk to you about this so that you guys can educate each other and talk to each other about how you can utilize cannabis in your everyday life or in your in in your treatment process. Or a lot of people life, yes. Still use the medications that they have been taking this whole time, but they just use less of them, less of them, less because of the they're also using are, cannabis. Yes. Less of the ones that are, uh, you know, creating the, you know, or the ones that, um, they don't have to take the ones that are supposed to help with the symptoms that the right. first, the one that they have to take is right. creating, you know, uh, the nausea, the whatever. Um, and they can actually use cannabis and they get rid of X. Right. And because I want to say this too, because I think, I don't know, I don't think we talked about this on the show the other day, but um, I was reading it maybe somewhere that because they don't do studies on women ever, like, well, not ever, but like a majority of the studies are done on male subjects or with a male um, baseline. There's very little, like, uh, we, we should medicate differently is first of all, and we should medicate um, usually less in lesser amounts. 
So, so when we're taking these high amounts, sometimes we, we don't even need to be taking that much because we're women, our bodies work differently. We're built differently. Um, and it doesn't matter if you're a big woman or a small woman or whatever, you still would maybe take something different or less than what a man would take. Um, even if he was a small man um, versus say a large woman, let's just say that as like body types, just as a comparison, he would still maybe need to take more because again, we're different. We're different. Our bodies function a little bit differently. Um, we're built differently. Right. So just keep that in mind too. When we're talking about pharmaceuticals is oftentimes women are overprescribed pharmaceutical medications often, very often. We're not listened to in doctor's offices. Um, we're overprescribed medications and, um, and treatments too, different treatments for things. And we're misdiagnosed more often than men because baseline is the male specimen. And um, some doctors don't like to listen to women at all. So make sure that if you go to the doctor's office and you request something like a test or something, because you feel some, like, you know, you, you feel like you need like a CAT scanner. So I don't know, whatever you request. Okay. If they say no to you, ask them to notate that in your record. Can you please notate that you refuse my request? And also, can you notate why you refuse that request in my medical record, please? Thank you. And I would also like a copy of that. Keep a copy of everything. I know that sounds like an episode of Hoarders, but find a place, a filing cabinet to keep your paperwork and keep a copy of everything for at least three years. Yeah. Yeah. There's on, there's portals for this nowadays too, online yes. portals and uh, ways to store that information. And mm -hmm. so uh, we can take control and be advocates for our own health and have to be at this point, at this point um, have the conversations. If you can't do it by yourself, get someone to help you. There are coaches, there are, uh, you know, there are services out there that offer that kind of thing, uh, guidance. You know, if you can't do it alone, you know, get a mentor, have someone guide yeah. you through it. Um, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Drink your water. Everybody hydrate. I am down to the yeah last sip of my water. Yeah. Well, that, you know what that means then. Um, we have to, uh, we want to do a small business shout oh, yeah, out. Small business shout out. Um, you know, we are uh, a small business. Um, we we, uh, so we want to support and uh, promote we our are, friends and small businesses out here as the holidays are coming up. We are several small businesses actually. <laughs> and we are you building go. an empire. Yeah, <laughs> we really are. Um, you go first and I'm going to um, pull, I'm going to try to find mine. Okay, cool. Yeah. I, I missed, that. I missed a couple last week. Um, so a little post here, uh, cosmic roots, uh, at dot etsy.com. Uh, this is one of my girlfriends, uh, that does electroform, uh, jewelry and accessories. Oh, it did not post to something to Facebook maybe. Hmm. Um, it is cosmic, uh, K O Z M I C roots dot etsy.com. And, uh, you can find her on Facebook as well. Um, Again, these little electric, her, it's uh, electroform. So she takes like natural stones or, and or glass that a uh, uh, local glass blower uh, that she is partnered with. And she does this electroform uh, process to attach uh, natural stone and other designs, um, copper and such onto 
glass and jewelry. So super unique, um, super beautiful. She's got some, uh, some new designs on the site. Yeah. Um, I want to definitely have her on the show, uh, one day. Um, she's, uh, I, I just, amazing uh woman maybe we'll do like a like a, a a summer month where we do like small business wednesdays or something we just bring them onto the show on wednesdays. yeah definitely uh you know so probably they, they, they exist too for uh you know, um local artists and whatnot so she's been uh, she's also uh, a dispensary agent at one of the one of my favorite facilities up there in steamboat and so um, and and hoping that they just stay medical. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's uh, and I, it seems like that too. Sorry, this is totally off the different into a different direction. Is that having um, a medical facility? You do have to have your own uh, manufactured improve, infused product license so that you can now make your own medicines because all of those other companies are falling off because of regulations and blah, blah, blahs. Yep. Sorry. Okay. Next up on our small business push, you got, you ready? Yeah, I got, um, homegrown heroes, uh, .com. So they do, uh, they're, they're a clothing brand. Oh, you know what? I met these guys. Did I meet these guys? Maybe not. Um, looks like, uh, they're, a, they're a clothing brand though. They did. Oh, it didn't. Yeah. It's yeah, not so posting on Facebook for some reason. Sorry guys. I, I don't know why I, you know, there was a little glitchy thing or not a glitch, but a thing that earlier that was like in five days, you will no longer be able to connect via Facebook. And they're like, okay. don't worry, we got you. And it was, like we was- are connected, but, um, I'm not sure why we're, we can't post on there, but yeah, this is a clothing, uh, company. So homegrown heroes, uh, that's H E R O E Z. It's uh for heroes.com, homegrownheroes.com. They got some really uh cool designs here, and it is a black-owned company. So you know I always like to promote black-owned companies um because they don't get enough promotion and we need to spend our money in those companies. I believe that full heartedly. So please go spend your money there, homegrownheroes.com. Get some hoodies for your family. Hook it up. Look it up. I need to go over there and get some stuff. I know. I know. We need to, uh, we'll, we'll get our website up and have this, uh, available too. Um, and, uh, we'll try. Yeah. That's all. That's my goal. That's my goal for work okay. Wednesday. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, my next little, uh, local business push is, uh, one of my, actually one of our support and he's not, he jumps on here, uh, a lot is Will and, uh, his lady and he run Nifty Willy on Etsy. Um, nice. K-N-I-F-T-Y-W-L-L-I-E. And it's, uh, just a fun little, uh, shop of different, uh, goods. They've got vinyl stickers. Uh, she makes, uh, uh, different, I think outfits maybe sometimes for their, for, for the pets and whatnot. Um, I was just kind of scrolling their site and, and, um, you know, I follow them on Facebook too. And, and Will does a lot of just posting and, uh, she's got some Harry Potter fabric that she's making like, nice. um, uh, capes out of, and I'm like, no, I, there is just a, again, 
love to, um, he supports us. would love to give a little shout out to uh, Will and Yet and their little, little pupperoo. Um. Hey. <laughs> um, we got um, Dusty Thurman has uh, The Road Less Traveled. Um, he is doing um, life coaching, helping with uh, people get through addiction and things of that nature. So definitely go check out his online uh, website, um, book an appointment with him uh, if you need, or if you know somebody that could use a friend like Dusty, he's a pretty dope dude. So definitely check that out. Um, I also want to give a shout out to um, the, let me, do you have another one? Um, I do have a you know, one I'll just throw up real quick. Uh, this is one of my girlfriends that I went to uh, design school with, and we were actually going to do a swimwear company together, and life took us in totally opposite directions. And she started this uh, awesome soy candle company called Seventh Avenue Apothecary, or yes, Seventh Avenue Apothecary, and uh, their website is seventhavenuecandles.com. Um, Awesome soy candle mixtures, um, small batch uh, made in the heart of Ybor City, and uh, that's where I'm from, and uh, just love her and her fam. So, um, yeah, give yeah, them a shout yeah. if you need any Christmas needs. Um, all right, here, I got one. This one, Heathen Soap Company. Uh, check, that, check out their website. I've gotten bath bombs from them. They're so good. They're so fragrant and the little oils are feel so good on your skin. Um, they have uh, bath bombs and soaps. They're uh, vegan plant-based artisan soaps. It's a queer woman owned business right here in Durango. Uh, they do have a storefront, but definitely check out their website as well. Ooh, um, I love soap. I love bar soap. Oh, it's, That's what I use. It's I don't so use good. Pump soaps or anything like that to reduce my plastic consumption. That's my. It smells <laughs> so good. I mean, I, I just love going in there. I've only been in there a couple of times to go shopping. Um, but the times that I've gone in there, I've not been disappointed with my purchases. I definitely highly recommend it. Great stocking stuffers. The bath bombs are amazing. One turned my whole bathtub purple. I was so excited. But I mean, it didn't stain it permanently or anything like that either. So it's fine. It washes out. Um, but the the one was, um, it was like bay leaf and tobacco or something like that and that that i don't know there's something about that smell you know i don't like tobacco on the whole but like there's something about that like when Earth you have a candle that. that's like that like you know that smell and uh it was on it was on my skin all day so i just kept getting whiffs of it all day i was like yes i smelled so good that day i loved it <laughs> Um, I want to give a shout out to a new friend too. Um, let me just pull her up. CV. Yes. Um, so you can check this one out on, uh, on Instagram. Let me just actually, let me see if she has a, the website on here. Uh, yes. So let me put this up. Let me put her website up here. So this is called Canicult. Um, it's our new friend, Claire. Uh, is the uh, young lady who owns this company. 
There's all kinds of cool like candles and things like that on there. Oh um, yes, little like uh, blunt hold, like little joint holders, um, cute little decorations. So definitely go check that one out. It's great for um, you know your can the cannabis lover in your life. It's a great and it's woman owned. So again, um, a good place to check out. And I totally forgot about it until I just pulled up that heathen stuff and I was like, oh yeah. Um, awesome. Good call. Like I have the. I was like, I have this yes. right here. Oh, don't forget um, CQ LLC. Uh, don't forget yeah. CQ LLC. <laughs> That's us. Uh, we are a consulting company offering, uh, you know, all your cannabis industry consulting needs. I <laughs> write. <laughs> We do all your cannabis consulting needs. If you need education for your staff, we'll come in and help educate your staff. If you need us to come in and help train your staff on how to work in a dispensary setting, we can come help train your staff. We can help you um, get your setup done. We can help you with application, all of those things. Um, So if you know somebody that might need our help in those arenas, definitely give us a call. 970-426-5985 is our phone number. Customer service CQLC at gmail.com is where you can reach us um, on our email. We also do uh, dispensary rehab as well. So if you know somebody that's like, I don't know what we're doing wrong. We're following all the regulations. We can't seem to get ahead. Give us a call. We'll help you out. And we have reasonable rates. <laughs> little, little finger guns there. <laughs> and a smile. And a smile. Um <laughs> Got anybody else this week you want to shout out? Um, is this still this one's still good for That's us? Still good. Um, yes. This ha- also helps us. Uh, you know, our little one of our other little small businesses, uh, King Palm. That's your fave. That's your jam. My jam. Fifteen uh, percent off. KPTCCP fifteen. Um, it's a win-win, people. It's a win-win. Absolutely. Because you know why? Because I've been having a harder time finding them in stores too. Just in the year, it's available in the two packs, but you know, for me, it's a packaging thing. I'm like, I don't want yeah. all this packaging. So um, your store to carry them. Uh, you know, cause shop at your local smoke shops. Cause that does help them out. It does. So that's nice for the flavored ones. I don't mind the flavored ones in the packs, but for my everyday, like needing the minis or the rollers or whatever, they're rollies. You get the rollies. I get yeah, the Yeah, because they're, t- they're tiny, you know. <clears throat> I'm a minis kind of girl. Um, I get these five packs from my local uh, smoke shop, um, Cloud9. Uh, that is downtown Durango. So if you're in the Durango area, go downtown and check out Cloud9. It is local owned. Um, and he has very good prices. He has all the local glass blowers uh, displayed in his shop. He's got all of the newest gadgets and gizmos. Um, so go check him out and give him a holler. Um, and they got some cool little, you know, knickknacky stuff too that you can get for your. They got those smoke candles and stuff. They got everything. I love it. And it's a little downstairs and it's a cute little place. They let me go behind the counter and grab my king palms. Just like. Just gonna, just gonna just get gonna my things. It's great. Cloud nine um, sounds fun. Cloud nine. It's great. It's um, great. He's a great dude too. I mean, really down to earth guy. You know, that's what I like too. Like, you know, 
I'm going to support your local business as long as you're not a complete ass. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Here comes the birthday girl. Oh, happy birthday, birthday. lady. Happy birthday, lady. Oh. And sister, you too. Yeah, her sister. So our guest, um, Laurie, right? Laurie yeah. has, has yeah. her sister. Laurie has lady sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're going to go over to our friend Lucy's uh, and have steak for <gasps> some birthday steak. Yay. Brunch with egg and bacon. Ooh. I love it. I love it. I do that to my dogs too. Um, we just, you know, we were solo for Thanksgiving um, and I just made like myself a little meal, but I made them some chicken and rice to make sure that they had like a special meal for Thanksgiving. We can't forget about the the lovely little animals in our life. Look at that face. The big old tongue. Like, I know, right? Get me. Well, um, I think this has been a fantastic show. Uh, if, you miss, if you missed the beginning of it, go back and watch it on the repeat because <laughs> it was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I never, I, you know, we just have more and more fun every day, every time we come on here. Um, we are going to be back on Wednesday. Uh, just, you know, mark your calendars. December 15th is our last show. Um, and then we're going to premiere season two on January 10th which is our one year anniversary. So we're going to premiere season two on January 10th. Um, Our last show is December 15th. We will be back on Wednesday. You guys be nice to yourself. Make sure that you put your mask on before assisting others. It's very important. You don't want to pass out. Then what are we going to do? Then what are we passed out? I'm passed out. We all passed out. Plane goes down. Um. (laughs) All right. Well, cultivate love. You deserve it. I'll bring it to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Manifest that shit. Mm-hmm. And, and as always, stay, stay lifted. lifted. We love you guys. We'll see you on Wednesday, work Wednesday. Uh, let's see. We might have a guest. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out before then. We'll let you know. We'll let we'll you know. See. We'll see you next time. Thanks for hanging out with us today, guys. It's been fun. <laughs> see you later. Are you hitting the button? I'm hitting the button. I hit the button.